Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord, that you will speak to our hearts, minister to our hearts, and let your will be done in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated, please. And um, turn with me to the book of John, chapter 10. John, chapter 10. And um, we are studying a very important series entitled, entitled what? What? My pastor's voice. Very, very, very important. The most important, you are going to get the whole of this year, I believe. My pastor's voice, John chapter 10. And um, we will read from verse number 3. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his, his what? His what? Have you circled that word in your Bible? To him the porter openeth, all right, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his, his what? They know his voice. And verse number five, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the, they know not the, they know not the voice of strangers. And verse 16 of John chapter 10, please. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring. Now other sheep have I, and them also must I bring, and they shall hear my what? My voice. Okay? So we are studying today this very important subject, my pastor's voice. Now, I began by asking you what you think your pastor can do for you. Many people said so many different things. Turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 3. Verse 15, we have to read these foundational scriptures, otherwise you may not understand what is going on. So Jeremiah chapter 3, verse number 15, okay? Now, notice we are studying what the Bible uh, calls the voice of the shepherd, my pastor's voice. Hello. All right, and the Bible tells us very clearly that we are, we are the sheep of his pasture, and he, the Lord, is our shepherd. Is that not so? Now, we started by asking, what can my pastor do for me? And we realized that the pastor, are you listening to me, can do one important thing for you. He can give you what? Knowledge and understanding 
through the voice that he is carrying. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. And I will give you pastors according to the government's heart. Now, what would a pastor after the what would a pastor after the government's heart be doing? Let me read the one, let me read that verse to you. Say, and I will give you pastors after the government's heart, which shall give you boreholes and electric poles and KPVIs. KP, KPVIs. Have you heard of KPVIs? You've heard of KVIP. In the year 2001, we are still making KPVIs. Anyway, but God says that the pastors after my own heart will give you knowledge and understanding. Amen. Can I have an amen? Now, this is the most important thing that will come to you through your pastor. And these things, right, are carried through the voice of your pastor. Amen. Amen. And just as in the natural, you are supposed to, in the natural, the sheep know the shepherd's voice. Spiritually, you also are tuned in to the voice of your shepherd. And God blesses your life through the voice of your pastor. That is the most significant way by which God blesses you through your pastor or through the church. Your pastor's voice. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Now, yet last week I told you a story of uh, um, three shepherds who came with their sheep to a big pool. And uh, this is a true story. And there was a man standing up the mountain looking and what happened was that there's just one big river so all the, the sheep came along to drink you know to water the sheep and so the person who was watching uh, was very worried for the sheep uh, for the shepherds because when the sheep got to the water they all mixed up together so you couldn't see which sheep belonged to this shepherd and which group belonged to this man and which sheep belonged to that shepherd so he was wondering how on earth this shepherd is going to get his group of sheep back after they're all mixed up together. And so he said after they finished drinking and so on, the shepherds were standing aside chatting. And then after that, the shepherds were very relaxed. And then all the shepherds went their different ways. Each one of the shepherds was singing a song. And he said that amazingly, you will find this sheep just picked this shepherd. This one went after that one. This one after that one. Each of the sheep knew their shepherd's voice. It was amazing. And the sheep know who their shepherd is. And if you are really a member of this church, I am your pastor. I am your shepherd. Jesus is the overall shepherd. He has appointed us to be under shepherds, to oversee. And through my voice and through the things that will be carried in the voice of the shepherd, you, your life will be blessed. You will be changed. You will be affected. You will prosper. You will become stable. You will be blessed in this life through your past. That is how, that is God's channel of blessings to you. It's through the voice of your pastor carrying knowledge and understanding. Can I have an amen? amen. So in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, 
The Bible says, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Amen. Now, the word knowledge is the word dia, D-E-A-H in the Hebrew. And it means knowledge, opinion, you know, and it also means to be learned. Okay? So through your pastor's voice and through the dear that is coming, through the pastor after God's own heart, you are going to receive an opinion. You will form an opinion. And that is why politicians should respect the churches. They, they, I realize that many politicians do not have enough respect for the church. And, and many of the politicians are trying to say to us that we should stay out of politics. What is politics? We are pastors. We are preaching the word of God. We can make comments on whatever is going on in this country. We have freedom of speech, freedom of opinion. And we as pastors are teaching our sheep and giving our sheep an opinion. And we are teaching them the word of God. And at the end of the day, they will have an opinion about what is going on. Amen. And, and nobody should try to tell any church or any pastor that he shouldn't make a comment about anything. We have a right to make a comment. And it's our duty to let our sheep be informed and, and have opinions about whatever is going on in this country. After all, after all, after all, when they mismanage everything and, then, and, and we owe 40 whatever trillion cities and they raise the price of petrol, who pays the petrol? Who is praying? Are you not the ones paying the price of the petrol? We pay for the price of the thing at the end of the day. Uh, the other day, I went somewhere preaching, and um, I, uh, I had to buy petrol on the way. When the, when the thing got to 100,000, the petrol attendant said, I should come down from the car and come and read the thing for myself. Because the, the tank, the, the petrol thing cannot go beyond 100,000. I said, are you sure it's 100,000? I said, What? And then I had to get out and I looked at 100,000. Okay. So he turned it back to zero and started again. And he went and went and got up to 50,000. So I had to pay 150,000 cities for petrol. Because some people mismanage the importation of fuel for a long time and play politics with the price until now we are all having to bear the price of it. So what do you mean that I shouldn't talk about it? In my ordinary church member, I'm a pastor. When I go there, I don't show them my ID card and show, listen, I'm a pastor in the church, so you can't charge me for petrol. In Jesus' name, I rebuke every demon in you. But we can't do that. We've got to pay the price just like everybody else. So don't tell me I should. Our duty is to feed the people with knowledge and understanding. And definitely, what we said last year and throughout the, the, uh, uh, the build-up to the election, definitely contributed to people's opinions in, in who to vote and how to vote. How many realized that your opinion was affected as the voting was coming up? Yes. It's our duty to influence people with knowledge and understanding. If you keep doing, uh, 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 doing the wrong thing, we've got to have an opinion. We cannot just be blind and tribalistic. No. We've got to give you knowledge and you've got to become learned people. Amen. The next thing is you receive sakal. S-A-K-A-L is the Hebrew word. You can find it in your Strong's Concordance. I am not a, a Hebrew scholar. I'm just a Christian. And you have a Strong's Concordance yourself. You can check it out. And it means to become circumspect or intelligent. Do you have that? It means to 
cause a person to consider or to become an expert. How many want to be experts in life? Amen. And when you, when you have a lot of knowledge and understanding, people will wonder how you come. The next one, it means to instruct or to give skill. It means to make or to have good success. It means to make you understand. It means to make you wise, to have wisdom. It means to make you consider. It, mean, it means to guide you wittingly. All right? Now, all these things are going to come into your life through the word of God. You're going to become intelligent. You're going to become wise through the word of God and through the, your pastor's voice as it comes to you. Now, as I said, this message is to make you buy tapes. Amen. I am trying to make you buy tapes. And I want to say this. I do not earn money when you buy tapes. If you buy a million tapes, it doesn't change anything, okay, for me. You are the one who is blessed when you buy the tapes. I buy tapes. So you buy tapes and let that voice come to you on anything because somewhere in there will be a word of wisdom which will change your life. My life has been changed by going to church. My whole life has been changed by church. I am, I am, I am what I am because of the voice of the shepherds that God has given to me. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? amen? Now, I began to share with you the various things that will come into your life through the voice of the shepherd. Number one is what? Prosperity. Is that not so? And I showed you how prosperity comes into your life through the voice of your shepherd. You will become prosperous. Prosperous. And we've gone through that. I cannot go over that. The next thing is you will become established. I cannot go over that as well. You will become established in God and in life generally. Hallelujah. When you hear the word of God on marriage, you decide to become a stable character. Is that not so? And you become established and you, you settle down in life and you no longer become a, a butterfly, papillon, just moving from flower to flower, but you become a stable human being. We want to move on today to the third thing that your pastor's voice is going to carry to you, and that is spiritual growth. You will receive spiritual growth as you receive your pastor's voice. Psalm 23 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall want all the major things in life. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want anything. Amen. He maketh me to lie down by the seaside and by violent upheavals. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures and leadeth me beside the still waters. Verse 3. He restoreth my soul and he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now right here, you will see one of the most important things that a shepherd does for you and that is he leads you, are you listening to me? In the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Amen. And he causes you to grow up in the path of righteousness. Amen. Now one of the things that we really need is spiritual growth. Many of us are not spiritually developed at all. Hallelujah. Now as we come to church... Not just coming to church, but even as you listen to tapes, one of the things that is going to happen to you greatly is that you will grow spiritually. You see, some years ago, I read a 
book or I heard a testimony of a pastor who we actually we invited to Ghana. He was supposed to come uh, last year, but it was coincided with the election. So we felt it was not very uh, wise to have that program during the election period. So we postponed it, but I hope that he will be able to come later. And this is a man, a pastor called Robert Larden. Larden. Now he uh, was a very young man, eight years old, when the Lord picked him up from his home and took him to heaven. When he got to heaven, are you listening to me? He was not eight years old. He was 33 years old. He was spiritually 33 years old, but physically he was eight years old. You see, my dear friend, inside you, are you listening to me, is a spirit. You are not just the physical body. There is more to you than what we see on the outside. And actually, what is inside is more important than what is outside. What is outside is already getting older. How many realize you are getting older? It's decaying. When I look at my face, I can see the strain on my face. I can see the stress having an effect on my face. I can see some white hairs. I am already decaying. What is inside is more important. The Bible says though the outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed every day. Instead of saying hallelujah, turn to 2 Corinthians. And let's find out where it is, because I know you do not know where it is. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Hallelujah. Verse 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. It says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Underline that verse in your Bible. So here the Bible is showing you that there is an outward man and there is an inward man. Amen. Now it is clear to me that most Christians are not aware of the importance or the reality of the inward man. Now, the inward man or what is inside affects you on the outside. In fact, if you are at peace inside, it even shows on the outside. I remember once looking at the, a book called, it was called From Witchcraft to Christ. There was a lady who was converted from witchcraft to Christ. And she put a picture of herself when she was in the witchcraft and when she was an unbeliever and she put a picture of herself when she was in Christ. And you realize that there are two different people altogether. Even the outside is affected by the inside. The Bible says there is an inward man, and the inward man is growing, but the outward man is perishing. Are you listening to me? Now, I am very sure that most of us here are not aware of the inward man and do not invest in the inward man. You can see that by the way we behave when we get up early in the morning. And people get up and have their baths. Some people can bath for a long time when there is water. 
Because, all right. Hallelujah. Some people can spend a long time having their baths. That takes many hours. How, how long? Ten hours. And, and you say what? I didn't hear you. Three days. Three days. You tell people to come for prayer meeting for three days. You see what will happen. Ten hours. Just to look nice on the outside. And sometimes it doesn't even work. I always say before you choose your hairstyle, look at the shape of your head. Because not all hairstyles are suited to every shape of the coconut. But we spend a lot of time on the outside. So people are not conscious of the inside. You see, and I'm your pastor. So I'm supposed to preach to you the truth and to tell you things that will change your life. No time is spent on the Bible. People will rather go and buy three meat pies. Two Malta Guinness, please. One meat pie and one trophy. <laughs> Give me two Domedo, please. Some people don't know what is Domedo. What is Domedo in, in Fanti or... Is it not a gown word? It's a gown food. <laughs> Is it pork? Is that also? Grilled pork with pepper. It's powerful, I tell you. <laughs> and you find people are spending a lot of time on that. And they wouldn't spend any time. You see, the lobby is right there to go to the back there to order today. They don't have the time. Oh, I'm in a hurry. Oh, I need a drink. Money is spent on clothes. Let's face it. Ladies, it costs so much. And I, I re rarely do you see somebody coming to church dressed shabbily. In fact, we have problems with the choirs because or because some of the choristers want to dress up nicely in their nice clothes. So they don't want to wear uniforms every Sunday. Or they don't want their nice clothes to be covered. So we have problems sometimes with the choir. Because they have so much money to make nice clothes for everybody to see them. But rarely do you find them spending that amount of money on the word, which has the power to stabilize you which has the power to make your life different, prosperous, and to cause you to grow up spiritually. We don't spend much time on that. And I'm teaching you to this. What I'm teaching, I'm telling you, this message is to make you go and find tapes. Buy tapes. You should have tapes in your house like this. Big stack. Tapes. You should listen to them all the time. If you're going to grow, because through that voice will be coming knowledge and understanding. You can never compare the blessing that will come through the knowledge and understanding 
that that will come through you looking beautiful. You see, when you are looking beautiful, you are like a flower that attracts all kinds of insects and butterflies. And some of the butterflies are not good butterflies. A man said, and I will never forget, he said about the charismatic churches, I don't, when somebody told him you've got to be born again, this is one of these government people, uh, these people, he said he mentioned where his house was. He said on Sunday, all I have to do is to take my car by the junction where, you know, when they close, a whole lot of people are standing by the roadside. He said, I always get one of the girls. And I can just sleep with her. I just talk with her, charm her, wrap her, and I have somebody to sleep with. No problem. Your beauty is attracting more than the Christian. But the inner beauty, a really spiritual person, is not just attracted by your outside. Because a truly spiritual person knows that, hey man, there is more to you than that facade. Oh yes. So developing the inside is going to help. I see a lot of empty shells walking around except you in Jesus' name. But you're going to need to be spiritual to survive in this life. You're going to need to be strong spiritually to make it in this life. Let me tell you something. Witchcraft is real. Evil forces are real. There are times that I have prayed for people and have known immediately, sometimes even not praying, but just passing by, I have known that there's a witch here. (laughs) And then I've found it to be confirmed. There are people doing things to kill you, to destroy you. You are going to need to know how to pray more than to have a beautiful face. I'm telling you. Perhaps you are young, you don't know. When you see a person who is old, you don't know the troubles he's seen and the things he's passed through to be where he is. Woman, man, you're going to need to be be spiritual and to be spiritually grown up. It's going to be one of the most valuable assets you ever have as time goes by. To have the wisdom from God is going to be one of the most important things, more important than your money. Let me tell you a secret about prosperity. There There will come a time in your life Everything you don't have today, young, every, especially if you are young, listen carefully, listen to this part. There will come a time in your life where what you don't have today, which you are working for now, you will have. It will happen. And still, many will not be satisfied. But many of the things you don't have today, you will have. I promise you that. I say, you mark it on the wall that I said it. Sometimes when I go abroad, I tell them, all of you, you now have videos, you have televisions, you have shoes, you have dresses. All that you didn't have before, you have. But one of the things that you are really going to need as time goes on, because those things, I am telling you, they will come. One of the things you are going to need is to be a spiritually mature person. Mark it up, mark it somewhere. And that is not something that comes easily. But I'll tell you one very easy way. How many want to be spiritually mature? I'll tell you one easy way. Okay? One easy way. 
How many want that easy way? You want an easy way? I'm going to tell you, you don't want an easy way? Yeah. It's, I'm going to tell you a way that is easier than prayer. How many realize sometimes prayer is hard? So should I give you something easier than prayer? I'm your, I'm your pastor. I'm supposed to make things easy for you. How many want the easy way? Because I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not, it's not a trick. You, why do you think I'm tricking you? Why do you think I'm your pastor in that way? It's not a trick. I'm going to give you something that is easier than reading your Bible. How many want that easy way? If there is a way like that. Raise up your hand in the choir. How many don't want that easy way? You don't want that easy way. All right. But for those of you who want that, I'm going to give you something easier than prayer. Easier than Bible reading. Now I'm going to give you something that is easier than even reading books. You know, sometimes you, you have a book and you realize that you've got to read the book to be blessed. I'm going to give you something that is even easier than reading books. That is going to just shoot you up spiritually. How many really want that? Pastor, give me that method. I want it. I'm going to take it. I'm buying it. You want it? Positive change. Okay. Are you ready for that way? Are you ready for that way? Hold somebody's hand. Say the way is coming. You know what the way is? Listening to tapes. Listening to tapes. Oh, I'm serious. It's one of the easiest ways to grow up spiritually. You see, I'll tell you why. When you don't listen to tapes, you listen to other things. When you listen to tapes, you are having a church service all the time. And sometimes, not only the message, but sometimes after the message, you know, when they are praying. It's like you are in church. It creates a certain spiritual atmosphere for you in which it is far easier to operate spiritually. That listening to tape will now make you interested in praying. In fact, it will make you feel like praying in such a way that it will not be like the burdensome I have to pray because they say I should pray. Then when the, when the sermon is going, you will not believe what is being said. So you will want to check for yourself whether what the guy is saying is really the case. Sometimes I'm listening to a tape. I stop my car and I pull out my Bible because I have a Bible in my car all the time to see whether it's, it's real. What I'm hearing is real. And I check it. And I say, wow. So you see, I'm even reading the Bible on the way because the tapes are just coming in, soaking in. Now let me tell you something. Anybody who thinks he knows is the most ignorant person in the church this morning. Listen, I'm a bishop of a church. We, by the grace of God, God has used me to establish a church. I have been preaching for many years. Not so many years, but some years. Probably more than you. And when I listen to tapes today, 
You can ask my wife. I have a small atmosphere creator that I even use batteries because I don't, I don't want it to be connected to anywhere I'm going. I want to put the thing by me, to hear. And the new things that I'm learning, I feel as though I, don't, I have not known the Bible. In fact, I was talking to one pastor, and he was telling me, when he listens to some tapes, he feels that he, he is so shallow. Now, if me, a bishop, I am soaking in tapes, and I realize that I don't know so much, and I'm so ignorant, then you, who is not yet a founder, or president of any ministry. There is so much. So if you are listening to a tape and you feel that, oh, I know all these things that they are saying, then there are so many other tapes that you don't know what they are saying. And I'm telling you, get it, because it will carry knowledge, wisdom. And above all, today I am telling you that you are going to have spiritual growth in your life. When you are faced with certain challenges. When divorce comes knocking at your door. And the spirit of divorce is out there. It will come knocking at your door. Brother, you are going to need to be spiritually mature. You can't use physics to heal your marriage. When your marriage is getting spoiled, you can't say, uh, Newton's laws of motion says the body continues to move in a... The body continues to move in a nonsense. I'm going out of the marriage. When life and death issues begin to knock at your door, you are going to need to be spiritually mature. When death begins to knock at your door, because death will knock, you will see death. When death knocks at your door, you are going to have to be spiritually mature. Otherwise, you are going to go off. When situations that you don't expect happen, you are going to need to be spiritually mature. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4. And let's read verse 15 or verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro. How many want to be tossed to and fro? Every new pastor, every new church, every new prophet, you are there. No. Amen. Every new program? No. If you are mature, if I'm your pastor and you are mature, Benihim may be standing at the next door. If we are having Tuesday service, you'll be here. Not there. If you are mature. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15. 14, that we should be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Verse 15. But speaking the what? Speaking the what? Speaking the what? The truth in love may grow down, may grow downwards, may grow where? Into him in all things. Which is the head? Pastor Edwin, notice. As we speak the truth in love, we grow up. As you hear the word being spoken, the truth being spoken, you grow up. It makes you grow up. 
He says, but speaking the truth in love, we may grow up. You will never grow up unless you hear the truth. And when you listen to tapes, you hear the truth. And especially when you know that the man doesn't know you are listening to the tape and the way he is blasting you left, right, and center. You are just hearing the truth. Sometimes when married couples are having their problems and you counsel them, this one thinks you are on this one side and this one thinks you are on that one side. So why don't you get the tape where you, it's neutral? Now as the tape is coming, you just take the truth in love. You don't, how can he be on whose side? Speaking the truth in love. You grow up. You fight. You win. I see you growing up in the name of Jesus. First Peter chapter 2. Our last scripture for today. We are ending. How many are going to decide to get tapes that you don't have? You don't know? I beg you. I beg you. I pray for you. I pray, Lord. Let them, let them go for the tapes, Lord. I feel there's deer and sakal in those tapes for them. Let them get the tapes, Lord. Let them run for the tapes, Lord. Let them spend time. Let them not say, I don't have time to get a tape. I don't have time to order a tape. I don't have money. Let them use the money for the hair to buy the tapes. Tie your hair with a scarf. Put on a wig. Borrow a wig. See me for a wig after church. I'll give you a wig so you can avoid doing your hair for two weeks and you buy a tape. Every Christian sister should have a wig. I believe every Christian sister should have a wig so that when you need to spend your money to do other things, just put on the wig. But only you should pray. They are laying hands and then they lay hands on the wig and then it comes up. You may be in trouble. Hallelujah. All right, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and all hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking, as newborn babies desire the domedo and the toffees and the meat pies. Desire the tampicos. No more nay. Rice, no more nay. Watch, no more nay. But desire what? Sincere milk. And no said, desire the tapes. How many are going for the easy way of growing up spiritually? I see you going for it, and I see God blessing you as you grow up. Stand to your feet. Our time is up. All right. You don't have to clap. You don't have to clap. Relax. Can we, can we stand, please? Now, how many feel that you have received the truth today? How many are ready to flow in the truth? How many want this easy way? Look, whenever I'm traveling, I have my set of tapes that I carry with me. It's so important to me. In fact, it's so important that if I have excess, I mean, hand luggage, and the people want to take my hand luggage from me, they can take everything except my tapes. Because those are something that, because when you put in the under, you check, you can lose it. It's possible. But what you are holding with you, unless the plane crashes, you are all going to arrive. It's too valuable for me. Tell the person next to you that, me, I've seen something valuable today. Me, I've seen that tapes are valuable. I'm going for the tapes. I'm going for the voice. 
I'm going for the deer and the sakao. I shall prosper. I shall be stable. I shall grow. And the Lord is blessing me every day. Lift up your hands and thank the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you for your word, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. As every head is bowed, every eye closed, if, if you came to church this morning, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you specially. I want to give my life to God this morning. Raise up your right hand quickly. If you've lifted up your hand, I want you to come to the front and I'm going to pray with you very quickly. You just have 30 seconds to do that. If you lift it up, lift it up high so I can see. I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. All right, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.